on the screen in front of me. So this past week, I've started watching a show. Mm. Starting with a show this week. Ooh. Uh, we talked about it briefly when it was announced that it was like, during the like releasing this week. Yeah. And it's an animated show on Max called Scavenger's Reign. Oh, yeah. Which I don't is, know much about it. <laughs> it's a serious... It's animated, which I think I said, but it's serious. Mm. It's about these four people mm -hmm. who are stranded on a foreign planet. Mm -hmm. uh, their their ship crashes and they're just kind of stranded there and they're all separated. I've watched two of the, I think, eight episodes or okay. nine episodes. Um, yeah. And it's incredible, man. Really? It is very calm, very quiet, but very terrifying in that so they're on this alien planet mm -hmm. and it has some of the most original organic horrifying but like beautiful creatures that live on this planet yeah that i think i've ever seen on anything okay um, and it's like each of the these characters has a different relationship with the creatures around them but like there's ones you know that like there's i don't even know how to describe it there's like the guy that's like all utilitarian and like he discovers that like one of them you can like grab an organ from him and if you like hold it it will glow and you can use that as like a light and okay. it's like there's all this it's so bizarre there are so many creatures there's new creatures in every episode and like, yeah it's so like it has Akira vibes mm. of just like weirdly disturbing, but like unnatural, like creatures on it. That's so it's so fascinating to watch. Right. Right. And I was just looking at the animation. It looks like, I don't even know how to really describe it. It looks beautiful. Yeah. Though. It's very, very beautiful. It looks like something that should be like a Mike judge kind of thing. Right. You know what I mean? Like the animation is very not like I don't even know what the word is. Like I don't I want to say like sophisticated or elevated, but that's not what it is. It's just like it's not overly detailed. Right. You know? Absolutely. Um and it's 2D animation. I feel like that's important to say. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, I kind of just hit play on it cuz I was like, "Oh, I remember talking about that." And I was like wanted to watch something on my lunch break, and it is just like like awesome <laughs> it's wild man I, it's so bizarre oh, and like all of the the um survivors are separated on this planet right now mm -hmm. but they're all heading towards the ship so i'm like super excited as to like what is gonna happen in this show yeah so, and you said what how long are, is each episode like it's 20? like 24 minutes yeah oh dude back to basics Let's yeah go. It, it's like <laughs> For all practical purposes, it should be like a 20-minute animated comedy. Yeah. Except yeah. there's just no comedic part to it. Right. Which I it's kind wild. of... I don't know if I assumed it was a comedy. I always... I'm like, there are so few dead serious kind of um, like animated shows that Absolutely. I was just like, that's kind of a... I, I just didn't... I didn't expect it to be like that at all. Interesting. It's, yeah. It's wild. And it's worth, worth the watch. I don't yeah. know if you're still... Uh, subscribe to max but it's um it's something else i'd be Worth really interested to see see your take on it 
Yeah, we have. I think we have Max in the living room t- on the living room TV still. So I might just nice. might might fire it up. Twenty minute episodes like that's mm-hmm. easy. That's easy. That's nothing. I mean, like just even just do one by next week. Just yeah. so like because you'll get just the full vibe off of one. You know. Yeah. It's wild. So. Shit. Okay. Adding it to so, my uh, scavengers reign. <laughs> scavengers reign. I totally forgot we even mentioned that. That's so random. That's awesome. I, I mean, I think it came up and we were both like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, because I like, oh, here's something they're just literally dropping on Max, so like it can't yeah. be that good, and then it turns out it's like <laughs> Miyazaki. Like, there you go. <laughs> it's weird. It's wild. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, in a similar vein, I guess I'm. I watched the first episode of season three of Upload, and I watched the first episode of season two of Invincible, which yes. is great. Two Amazon Prime originals, and you know nothing too special to say about either one other than they're staying the course they're maintaining a level of quality that i've come to kind of expect from these shows and are really good it's really nice to have shows like this that are very low stakes like you know upload being a greg daniels comedy and invincible being just like a literal comic book tv show um that are just reliable and you know they're coming back. They don't have to come back every year, but like every couple years you get something like this. And I just, when can we get back to shows like these that will run for 10 seasons, you Mm -hmm. know? Because Invincible, to be honest, man, I could see this thing running for the the rest of time, really. Like it hasn't changed a beat from the first season. And... It really is one of those, like, as soon as I started watching this, the the second season, I was like, oh, we're back. It's been Here three years, yeah. but we're back. And yeah. you can I tell. I watched the first episode. Oh, perfect. Invincible. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, because I was like, I don't know what I can say here. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Not that there's that much to spoil, but um, just, like, low stakes shows. I feel like we're missing that so mm-hmm. heavily in, in society right now. And, like, somehow Amazon is the one to do it. Like, Reacher is <laughs> coming back. And I'm like, yes, this is exactly what I want. Yeah. Like, something that I can watch and maybe never think about again, but love every second of me watching. And I originally thought, like, Netflix might have been, like, the home base for stuff like this, but mm-hmm. it seems like it's Prime and sometimes HBO. Yeah. But I'm like, all of these shows are really solid, and so like, yeah, I, I not much to say about it. But Invincible season two, loved the first episode. Can't wait for episode two. Yeah. I think Thursday or Friday. Um, is that what it is? I like. I keep. Going I have no back idea. And just to see if like, <laughs> am I? Is it today? No. Okay. I have absolutely no idea. Um, but oh, and I also I forgot Walton Goggins is the dude with the messed up face in, like the the guy who can teleport. Oh, the, the, um, the main guy with white hair. I can't Cecil? remember. Cecil. Yeah, 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 yeah. I always forget. I'm like, Zazie Beats is like uh, Amber. I'm like, I forget that every bit There's player is a like a talent in there is yeah. a legit actor. That's amazing. And um, did yeah. you watch uh, the Adam Eve special? Adam Eve? I, I did not. No, I didn't either. And for a hot second there in the very beginning of it, the first episode, I was like, Oh, I've missed a lot. <laughs> Me too. I was like, what is happening right now? Did I, yeah. do I need to rewatch but season seemingly, two or what? <laughs> seemingly not. And I'm curious, like I almost hit play on it after the first episode. And I was like, I don't, yeah. do I need to, I don't, it's, it's, I feel like you could go either way. You could have watched it or not and be fine. Which is the perfect thing. It's not homework, but it's there. If you want to mm-hmm. watch it, I'm sure it's good, you know? Um, but yeah, just really easy, low-stakes shows to watch that you don't have to, like, yeah. And that's something with Gen V that I'm kind of bummed about is, like, 
they're talking about how Gen V is going to directly lead into the boys season four. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, do we really have to do this well, whole song supposedly, and dance? <laughs> and I don't I can't confirm this or anything, but supposedly in like one of the last episodes of Gen V, which I haven't watched, like Homeland yeah. is in it and it like ties into his storyline. And I'm like <sighs> I'm like, do I want to watch Gen V now? I'm like, uh, I don't know. I also don't know. It's like a it's it's a whole other thing. Um, supposedly it's gotten I I know you did a tuned in on it where on the first episode where you're like, yeah, not supposedly it it was pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm close to hitting play on it, but I'm also like. It's a whole season of something to watch now that I'm like Invincible's here, uploads here. Right. Better. Not I don't want to say better stuff, but stuff that you don't have to. It's not required viewing. Like I just watch upload like before bed. Like that, yeah. you know, Invincible is like I watch it on lunch. Like it's not yeah. I'm like, "Oh my god, I got to take notes on this." But but yeah, so Invincible season 2 episode 1 and upload season 3 episode 1 and 2, I believe I've seen. So, good stuff. Good stuff. Nice. Nice. Um I watched a movie that I know you have watched a long time ago uh and oh. recommended uh and I finally well, I I'll tee this one up to Jess. Jess saw it and was like, "What's that?" And I showed her the trailer, and she's oh. like, "So we're watching that right now." And that's uh, "Searching" from two thousand. Yeah, yeah, John with, Cho. Uh, John Cho. Um, this movie's great. I yeah. like. I thought it might be gimmicky. Yeah. And I will say, so this is for listeners at home. This is a uh, a movie that's shown entirely through screens. Yeah. About a, a, a guy's missing daughter and. I thought it was going to be gimmicky. I thought it was going to be like, okay, like, okay. We get it. Like, um, we use I screens. Get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and there were a couple times that I was like, who fucking uses FaceTime this much? Right. Um, but overall, I'm like, I was really into it. The The storytelling method, I think, fell away from my consciousness after a while. Yeah. Um, where I was just like following the story and I was like, oh, yeah, it's all like in this thing. Um, right. It's riveting, like really. Yeah, <laughs> really good character arcs, like really good, just like all kinds. Of, didn't see the script like unfolding the way it did, and I was yeah. just like, "This is like dope." Yeah, I had a real big debate in my head in the first like half hour about how much of it is like a screen capture and how much of it is actually animated. Yeah, you know, I I feel um, like it's all animated. Yeah, I feel like it's got to be, but I'm like, what an animation job. Dude, because <laughs> um, it's like, I mean, there's stuff like there's computers from 20 years ago, you know. Um, yeah. But overall, yeah, I mean, like pleasantly surprised. I really enjoyed this movie. I haven't told Jess about missing yet. Oh, yeah. Um, I almost told her like right after, but I was worried she would be like, oh, well, we're watching. We're watching right it now. now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I imagine that will probably be on our list on my list either uh, this week or next week or the following week. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like what a what a surprisingly great movie that I've just been sleeping on. Yeah. Well, and I think that the gimmicky nature of it kind of led people, myself included, to be like, well, I'm not going to really watch. I've seen this before. And I can't wait for you to see Missing because it's funny because like John Cho's character uses his MacBook in a really specific way. Yeah. Whereas in Missing, um, uh, what's her name? Storm Reed, who is young, like very mm-hmm. young, uses it in a di- like you can see the difference in these yeah. two people. Like she uses things like she's a hundred percent online at all times. Yeah. And, like it's so interesting to see that. And um, yeah, the editing, dude. I was like, 
Yeah. My God, this thing is like the editors deserve an Oscar. Like this is insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and what a script that must have been. I would. Lo- that's oh, one of man. those ones. I'm like, I want to find the script and read yeah. it because it, it's so fascinating. It's crazy. So yeah. Awesome. I'm glad you watched it. I'm yeah. Glad you watched it. On the list of ones I missed. So yes. Still checking those off. <laughs> Just checking them off. Um, I guess on the on a list of films that I missed, I didn't make a list, but this is one that I've been told time and time again that I need to watch. This is a film from 1998 called Belly. Have you heard of this? You might have seen this. I don't think so. So this is a film directed by a guy named Hype oh, Williams. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Have you seen it? Maybe? <sighs> Maybe not. It's kind of obscure. I... Oh, I... I don't know. It's on the Criterion channel right now. So everything, everything <laughs> about it says yes. Every like I'm looking at the letterbox right now, and yeah. everything I see says yes. Yeah. But I'm like, I Nothing. don't remember any plot points. <laughs> well, so that's kind of so basically, yeah. Directed by a guy named guy named Hype Williams, who uh, he, he this is the only film he ever made. He's a music video filmmaker from the late '80s into the '90s. Um, rap music videos. This stars Nas and DMX, who, which is just hilarious. They'd never been in a movie before, mm-hmm. and it is just a crime drama, like a gritty crime drama based in New York City in the '90s. And I, it's not. If you have seen it, it doesn't shock me that you don't remember much about the story because it is because it is super convoluted in the way that it's told, mm-hmm. but the way that it's shot and the story is told is so unreal because you can so clearly tell this guy was a music video filmmaker. Yeah. Because everyone is framed like rock stars and it's shot in a way that is just like ultra wide angle lenses, unbelievably colorful lighting and um, like mm-hmm. all of the, like the color work in it. Like it is so the energy in it is so specific and gorgeous and beautiful. And I'm pissed because the Coolidge did, they had a hip hop month and they did this on 35. And I was like, I don't, you know, I don't know. Having seen it, I was like, God, I really wish I saw this on 35 because the, the color is just absolutely unbelievable. And the movie itself is really good. It's a little bit corny just because like you can tell that Nas and DMX don't know how to act really. And so it's like, they're really hamming it up. But it, it fits because it almost feels like a segment in a music video that they're like pulling out. But then it turns into this big like borderline action crime drama about these two guys and like, you know, what they have to do to to get in and out of their situations. And it's about, you know, like corruption. And it's it's really interesting to like put in tandem with movies that came out around that time about similar. Like if you put it up against like a clocker is like totally sure. night and day films about similar things. But I think both of them work really, really well for what they're what they're doing. Um, I need to watch this again just because it was so. I was just kind of taken aback by the way it was shot. That I was like, sure. uh, "Hold and, on and a second, you gotta like <laughs> prep for it." Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, "Wait a minute, I don't know what's going on in this film anymore." But really, really good. And it's on the Criterion Channel right now. I think you can also just rent it. It might also be on Tubi because everything is on Tubi. But yeah, Belly, like really, really underrated crime drama. By some guy who I wish made more films, like really. Hmm. So yeah. Wow, weird. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about a, my Saturday morning movie this uh, this mm. week, which is a movie that 
Netflix has been trying to get me to watch for a long time and has been somewhat on my list. And I was kind of fumbling around trying to find what I wanted to watch yeah. uh, and land on this and pulled play. And it's a movie uh, from last year, 2022, uh, called Big Bug. Uh, Big Bug. Directed by Jean-Pierre Jeunet. Uh, no way. Of Amelie and Delicatessen uh, fame. Okay. Set in 2045, uh, it's okay. like the world has been pretty much taken over. Like everything is robot assisted. And this group of suburban people get like locked in their house uh, because their house senses that outside danger is higher than inside danger. Um, sure. So they like lock down. Okay. Um, and it's a really, so like watching this movie, I was like really into it. It's a really small. So there's two, three, four, six of them, I think in the house. Okay. Um, and it's like, there's a whole crazy group dynamic going on in that. Like there's a couple that used to be married. The guy's new girlfriend, the woman has like this guy over who's trying to sleep with her um, who brought his kid. And then the like divorced couple's daughter is also there. And so it's like and then the neighbor is there, too. So it's like this crazy dynamic going on in, in mm. it's basically like people trapped in a house. Gotcha. Um, and I, it's really good. Like, I, well. It's good. I won't say it's really good. It's really intriguing. I mean, it has Jean-Pierre Jeunet's like style, like full, full on. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And there's also three robots that are like mildly sentient <laughs> and like trying to become human and like sure. weirdly, you know. Yeah. Um, and the reason it's dangerous outside is because sentient robots are taking over the world, which is like a minor plot point for most of it. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah. But like it's it's a really weird interaction. It's like, it's one of those when I was, I think I started saying this when I was in it, I was really enjoying it as I processed it after watching it. I'm like, there was a lot that was kind of just like felt like there was world building to be had that just wasn't there. Yeah. The main woman whose house it is like has a collection of antique books and there's like, they're addressed at some points and like they're, it seems like maybe they've been banned and like maybe like antique books just aren't a thing. Any like there's like weird yeah. hints at a world that aren't fully fleshed out. Interesting. Um, okay. But I mean, like it's, I really go back and forth and whether or not this is a good movie or not. Yeah. Um, it's tough to say it's not anywhere near the level of like delicatessen or Amelie or sure. even like a very long engagement or, um, um, I'm, 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 I'm city of lost children. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. But it, I, I saw a letterbox review that I think pretty much sums it up is like the fact that he, this is the first film he's made in like, I want to say 19 years. Jesus. Um, it's been a long time. 19. Um, it was, uh, maybe not that maybe nine years or something. Right. Um, I mean, like, I would say his last notable film was a very long engagement, which was 2004. Um, the fact that that this movie has just been unceremoniously dumped on Netflix. Yeah. Is like not without 
reason. Yeah, you know, they were like, eh. it like doesn't <laughs> fit on that same level. Gotcha. Um, interesting. But okay. it's 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 interesting. I mean, it's in French. Okay. Um, which is something. I which I I will <laughs> say I didn't really expect until I like started reading f- subtitles and I was like, oh yeah, it's seven in the morning. Um, <sighs> I need to wake every part of my brain. But I was right like, now. okay, here I go. I'm and I've like already hit play. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'd be interested to see what you you thought of it. Um, yeah, you said Netflix. Netflix, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's not bad, but it's not great. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere in the middle. I saw you rated yeah. like three, three stars, something like yeah, that. Seems yeah, yeah. Right. And like. It, like three seems like where I had to land because I'm like, there are parts that I'm like, I, there are parts of it that I want to be like four stars. There are parts of it that I'm like two stars. Right, right. So. Mm, gotcha. That's so weird. When I saw that you had logged this and I looked at the cover, because I didn't look into any part of this except for the poster. And I was like, yeah, oh, very uh, eclectic. I don't know what to say, but I was like, oh, this is very interesting looking. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very weird. Um, yeah. But I'm glad I watched it. Yeah. Even the bad movies are ones that you should be glad yeah. you watched, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't have a transition here, but I saw Priscilla. <laughs> so that's Ooh. something. Uh, the new Sofia Coppola film written and directed yes. by, adapted from the Priscilla Presley autobiography titled Elvis and Me, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. and Becoming somewhat controversial. The movie or the yeah. book? The movie. Is it? I don't know well, that I've heard. I read a thing that before she died, um, oh, what's her name? Elvis's daughter. Yeah. Oh, was like not about. Was like not. The bio, the didn't biography. approve the script. Was like, I don't like this script. Yeah. Yes. And I get that because the movie is, um, I mean, it's about Priscilla's life from b- right before she meets Elvis all the way to the end of the their kind of like situation and it's it's really 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 good um it's not sophia's best movie by any Mm -hmm. means but it's definitely in her top three for me like it's Mm -hmm. really really strong and the reason is because i think she's the perfect person to make this film because it is kind of the spiritual inverse of boz lerman's elvis like quite literally it is a very soft quiet troubling movie about this young girl who really just kind of has her life kind of ripped away from her by this guy who like just basically takes advantage of her and uh kaylee spaney plays priscilla and jacob belordi plays elvis they're both phenomenal in this film she especially she has to play from 13 to like mid 30s and she does it flawlessly like at no point was like questioning what age she was supposed to be um mm-hmm. which was important because the movie take just some time jumps but it is it's like sofia coppola core it's like you know <laughs> a woman who who has problems but all of those problems are kind of exacerbated by the situation that she's in and then this guy who is not only slightly taking advantage of her but also kind of gaslighting her into thinking other things like it's literally like it needed her touch of gentleness but also being fearless about it because elvis does not look good in this now she's he doesn't look completely like a monster 
Mm-hmm. But it it is not the Boz Lerman like oh Elvis he just had a, you know he he got taken advantage of and that's like it's like no he was a man <laughs> and he yeah. made his choices you know and yes he was a drug addict but that doesn't excuse anything so I think that this is wonderful um, it's beautifully rendered and told again both both actors are phenomenal I would be curious to see what you think of Elordi as Elvis because he's much mm-hmm. more understated but mm-hmm. you get more of him in this it's weird because you kind of see his ticks and you see more of like the up close mm. and personal Elvis versus what Boz did, which is like the the wide world of Elvis yeah. Presley and all this Boz stuff. Boz Lerman not known for no, his subtlety. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not known for that at all. Where Sofia Coppola is like, we're getting in your face and we're going to see what you, what you see. So I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, and I don't in know theater? if, in a theater, I saw it in a theater. I don't know if you need to see it in a theater. Oh, no. Okay. I was asking if you saw it in a theater, and you were like, oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, I thought you meant, do you need to see it in a theater? I did see it in a theater. You do, I don't think you need to see it in a theater. Um, but uh, And I also don't know if this is going to get any Oscar love this year. It's mm. hard to say. Um, there's a lot of good movies and performances, but I would love to see something. I mean, the yeah. even set design was amazing, and and it's also interesting because they they weren't allowed to use any Elvis music because the Elvis estate was like, nah, we don't like yeah. this. Ah. And so the way she gets around that is really interesting. interesting. It's it's a really crafty movie. So um, I did see an article that I don't think I think I set it aside for later. That was how much trouble Priscilla had getting financing. Yes. Yes. And like how and it's like it's Sophia Coppola like what are you talking about like yeah yeah and I don't think Baz Luhrmann had trouble financing Elvis that abomination to cinema yeah. but here yeah. we go so um yeah Priscilla really really great like really really it's definitely in my top 10 this year like it's really good uh really good nice. so nice Ooh, I'm gonna have to go see that and it's only an hour 40 like it's not like a it was the flower moon situation. It's not three and a half hours long, like which yeah. is like you know, good on you, like female directors in twenty twenty three for yes. keeping us under three hours. You know, for the love of God. Um, I again, no transition here, but uh, to to wrap me up this week, I watched a movie <laughs> I've been dying to watch for a long time, and that's Baby Assassins Two. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure astute listeners will remember. My frustration when I got excited that Baby Assassins 2 was released on streaming and every link to Baby Assassins 2 streaming just points to Baby Assassins. Yeah. Um, and I got so frustrated because I made <laughs> I like I built my whole weekend around it. Yeah. Not like going. Um, so I was like just Googling Baby Assassins 2 the other day to see if anything had like landed. And I found the most like low rent, clearly pirated, <laughs> not pirated, but like clearly illegal site Ripped. that just has watch all of Baby Assassins to babies. Uh, there you go right now, and I was like, this can't be real. Mm. Um, mm. It's listed as episode one of one. It's like so everything about it is like super janky sketchy as hell <laughs> yeah. um you have to like hit play four times and x out the ads that come up oh, for it to yeah. actually play um but i got to watch baby assassins too you um, did. and i this movie is so much fun like i will say <laughs> off the bat not as good as baby assassins sure yeah the the plot of baby assassins 2 is uh there is another pair 
of young assassins that are attempting to assassinate the baby assassins so that they can take their sure. place in the assassination organization. Yeah. Oh, so it's, it's assassin a whole v assassin. Yes. Yes. Um, Love it. And it still has this great tie in of like these two women that are clearly sociopaths. Yeah. That like have absolutely no qualms about killing anyone. Right. You know, just getting like tied up in everyday life. Like there's a whole scene where they have to go pay their insurance premiums at a bank. And while they're waiting in line, the bank gets robbed. Ah. And they take care of business. It's there like you go. this insane. That's awesome. And they're both like teenagers. It's like this insane thing that's just like absurd. And like their counterpoints are in a same kind of it's two guys as opposed to two women. Mm. Um, it's just such a weird concept that's just so much fun. Yeah. Like so much fun. And then the fight choreography is just like next level. It's like this low budget film with this just next level fight choreography right like that's where um, the budget went yeah <laughs> yeah well and i don't know if uh oh shit i don't know if uh what's her name sorry Uzawa, mm -hmm. like was originally like a stunt person i mean she can't be more than 22 right so um you know but like her fighting technique is just so clean and sharp and well done yeah i don't know it's just super well utilized that like i don't yeah. know this movie's like a lot of fun <laughs> I don't know. it is uh my most obscure movie ever watched on uh letterbox at this point sure um you know it's like 300 people have watched it on letterbox i because they can't it. find it <laughs> true true if you want i will send you the link um, thank you but uh i don't know did you ever watch baby assassins I haven't gotten around to it yet. Okay, no, it's fine. it is on yeah. my list. <laughs> it is just like I, I fully am aware that this is something that's like just like tickled my fancy. Yeah. That I'm like obsessed with now. You know, it's like <laughs> that is just like a low budget action film from Japan. You know right. what I mean? That I'm just like, yeah, fuck yeah. Hell um, yeah. They could make 10 of these things, man. Yeah, I mean, they could they could literally just keep going and going and I would be so on board with it. Just like, yeah. They get they get part time jobs as like mascots, and then they get in an argument and they fight each other in mascot costumes. It's like Twenty One Jump Street, but like better. It, it really is, and <laughs> but it's like Japanese assassins. It's crazy. yeah, I, that's fantastic. So is it is it literally unavailable? Other than that, it is literally unavailable anywhere you go. Like Peacock, Apple, and Amazon all claim to have it, but if you go to that listing, it just takes it just you goes to right to Baby Assassins. What the so. fuck? Oh, dude, it premiered at Fantastic Fest this year. Did it? That's awesome. That's fucking awesome. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. I don't That's know. Awesome. I may have to rewatch Baby Assassins now. Just Yeah. Get that yeah. thing on Blu-ray, man. I'm all I I don't have a lot of Blu-rays, but I'm, it, uh, yeah. <laughs> one of them. Is it's one of be. those ones that I've become like a, like shouting from the rooftops about being yeah. assassins, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so, so obscure. I mean, the first one was obscure enough and now we're at the second one that no <laughs> yeah, one even knew yeah. existed. Like, oh God, love it. So. Baby assassins to babies streaming nowhere. 